I think that when you have a kid, everything changes, nothing changes. And really, it's just about figuring out how to flow through your days and flow through your weeks with the least amount of friction and the most amount of forward momentum. Welcome to the Booster Boutique Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Benson, corporate merchant, turned boutique owner, turned consultant. I want you to start, grow, and scale your boutique business right here with me. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Booster Boutique Podcast. I'm Emily Benson, and this might be a long episode, guys. (laughs) I have a lot to say. I think I'm just going to get right into it. The title, I think, says it all. You'll see that. I have like multiple titles for this. I had motherhood and margins, babies and boutiques, or business and babies. I don't know. A lot of alliteration and a lot of just a lot. So we'll see what I end up with for the title. But let's get into this. Catherine, actually so sweet. Catherine emailed in and asked this question and I had recorded like a very personal episode a couple months ago, but honestly, I think it's too personal and I think I sound like whiny. I don't know. I just, I don't love it. I think it was great for me to process my feelings, but this is actually like a much more productive way to talk about my past, gosh, like three years, basically (laughs) my life, personal life. This is a great way to talk through it in a way that's like productive and helpful for you if you're going through this or you're thinking about going through this. So let's just start off with Catherine's question because it's a really good place to start. Hi, I'm not sure if this is a common struggle, but I'm sure there are other moms going through this. My struggle is that I had my first son 10 months ago, and I still find it really hard to get back into the groove of things with my online boutique. I took some time off after I had him, and my boutique lost a lot of momentum. Plus, I feel like a lot has changed in the four months that I was away, like on social media, etc., I know a lot of it is mindset, me learning to love my postpartum body, and also trying to figure out a new balance, etc. What I did before is not as easy as it is now. Plus, it just isn't working for me, my customers anymore. I'm not sure if this is a time thing where eventually I'll find my groove again, but it's been hard. Emily, I know you recently had a child too, so maybe you could help with some tricks that have helped you. Maybe it's postpartum mindset while running a business. Not sure, but I would love any advice. And I'm sure I'm not the only one struggling with this. I just haven't seen any information related to this out there. Thanks, Catherine. Yes, Catherine. Yes, all of this. <laughs> like all of this. So let me just preface everything that I start off with of where I am right now as I record this. Okay. First of all, I am 40 years old. I turned 40 last November. I turned 40 a week after my daughter turned one. So I currently have a 19 month old at age 40, which most people would say is like super old. I actually love it. I waited so long to have a baby for a lot of reasons. And just like, that's how life went, but she's amazing. I also will say we did not have like anything like she's good. I'm good. She's good. Like we are healthy and 
pretty happy. We'll go through some of that stuff. But like, I'm not dealing with any challenges that someone might have that has a child with challenges or develops like more severe, like postpartum stuff than I did. So that's where I am now. I have a toddler. She is walking. She is talking. She is very determined to do what she needs to do. She's also an absolute joy, an absolute pleasure to be around. I look forward to hanging out with her because she is just so freaking cool. And I like being a mom. I do. I always wanted to be a mom. I always babysat since I was like 12 years old. So I feel like I slid into it. That said, I also fell into it. So Let's go back. So first of all, Catherine, I also just want to acknowledge 10 months ago is still so soon. And I know you sent this message a few weeks ago. So maybe you're at 11 months or maybe closer to 12 at this point. But 10 months is still a hard situation to be in. 10 months ago is still like nothing. I honestly think that women's healthcare after having a baby is ridiculous. The fact that they talk about baby blues and postpartum depression and anxiety and rage and all of that, like only being up to eight weeks after or 12 weeks after you give birth, like, oh, no way. Like, absolutely. That is not real. I'm sorry. I had postpartum depression until two months ago, easily. Anxiety, rage, you name it. I went through all of it. And so 10 months ago is still very soon. Do not believe anything you read online or any books about the short-term, long-term, like when you should expect certain things. I had a friend tell me that she had a conversation with someone who was like, yeah, I started to finally feel normal when my kid was three, three years old, not three months, okay? So I just want to just throw this out there for anyone who's like first time mom like me, like Catherine, and doesn't really know what to expect. I actually think that the the runway after you have a baby is really so dependent also on a you, a your baby, how your baby sleeps, what support you have at home, what support you have from like daycare, all that kind of stuff. It's all so variable. And so I do want to just honor the fact that you don't feel good. And I think that's normal. (laughs) I think the motivation to want to work after you have a baby is also not always high for people. And I love to work. I love what I do. I absolutely love it. I wish I had more time. And I wish I could just put everything on autopilot. And neither is really like super accessible to me at this point. Balance, boundaries, whatever you want to call it. I'm just, I'm figuring it out too. Let's go back a little bit. Let me give you a few things because here's the other piece of what I agree with you in the fact that I don't see anyone talking about this necessarily. I will tell you, I've seen a lot of people with much bigger audiences Uh, I've been seeing them bounce back and want to talk about motherhood very quickly after they have a baby. I'm like, you had a baby three months ago. No offense, but like things change. You could be totally fine in three months and at seven months because you stopped breastfeeding at four months feel different. Like it's just so dependent. So I really want to like, A, this is not medical advice. B, this is my experience completely. And I'm sharing it because I had a lot of trauma. (laughs) A lot of things happened that I have never talked about. And honestly, I think that when you have an established business and then you have a baby, it's 
actually different than having kids and then being like, I'm going to start a business. I will also add on top of all this, like we bought our first house and we moved in on a Friday and I had Adeline on Tuesday. So I had no nursery. I had no clothes. I didn't even have a bag packed when I delivered her. So like I experienced quite a bit of change, trauma, transition all at once. And I think that's like a big part of why it's taken me an extra long time or my own time to recover. So first and foremost, I want to acknowledge like anyone that's listening to this that is trying to conceive, whatever that looks like for you. For me, that looked like IVF that looked like trying the good old fashioned way that that did not work. And so we turned to like testing. We live in a great state of Massachusetts where any sort of assisted reproductive technology is covered by insurance. It's legally covered by insurance. So I'm really blessed to live in a state that covers that for me. I didn't have to like take out a mortgage on my home or not that I had a home at the time. Like I didn't have to take out loans. I didn't have to do GoFundMes. I feel really lucky. And I actually feel like it should become more of like a national situation where if you want to start a family, you have all the options that you could possibly think of. And you can work through all those options, right? Like you, I think being someone who's dealt with fertility stuff, one of the things my doctor said to me right off the bat was like, focus on how you want to grow your family. Because growing your family could happen in a lot of different ways. And it's going to happen how it's meant to happen. So just focus on growing your family. And that really reframed my headspace. And honestly, like, from for IVF, like I started the IVF process in like t- December 2019, I think was our first appointment. And I gave birth in November of 2021. So almost two years from the date of our first appointment, I gave birth, which I know is still pretty quick, according to a lot of people's timelines. We jumped through a lot of hoops in terms of going to different, we used two different facilities. Like our second one was a hospital-based, like a reproductive endocrinology office. I'm going to try to use the right terms, not just use IVF off the cuff. Because there are other options like IUI, it spans the range. I do want to say though, all of that comes with pressure. Whether you are like old-fashioned or you are dealing with insurance and money and doctor's appointments and shots and that whole process, it's all kind of stressful, especially just the pressure on you as a woman having to create life. Yes, it's a miracle. Yes, it's absolutely insane that we can do, we can grow another human in our body. Like it's actually so freaky to think about. It's also a ton of pressure on you. It was a ton of pressure on me. I felt like so much pressure, even though obviously it like takes two to tango. It was a lot of pressure and the pressure from my business. I think it gave me a certain set of skills and like mindset to handle it because I already have been under a lot of pressure in my life just from running businesses and dealing with big decisions and things like that. But it's a little bit different when it comes to like your body and how your body works. I just, I want to acknowledge that just conceiving can be a lot. And if you are going through any sort of assisted reproductive technology, I want to just wish you the best of vibes. Like it's a wild ride. Definitely screwed with my head. I think for me, I didn't mind the shots and the appointments and all that stuff. I just didn't love 
navigating it and navigating the doctors and hearing feedback and being told this didn't work or that didn't work. And again, like I said, I don't feel like I went through it so difficultly. Like I, I know there's other people that have longer journeys, harder journeys than what I went through. And I still think it was really traumatic and hard, not to mention you're being pumped with hormones for weeks at a time. And so that was tough. And then once I got pregnant, I actually developed a lot of issues, never with the baby, always with me. My heart issues came back and they came back stronger than ever. I was hospitalized three separate times with atrial fibrillation. My heart basically went out of rhythm and out of beat. And because I was at different stages of pregnancy, there was different procedures and medications and it was a lot. On top of that, I also had hyperemesis gravidity. I don't know how it, everyone just calls it hyperemesis or hyperemesis. Princess Kate, like Catherine uh, over in England, she was like famously had hyperemesis and didn't go out of the house. And yeah, you can't leave the house. <laughs> you just throw up all the time. It's actually horrible. I had hyperemesis for 20 until I was 25 weeks pregnant. So it started around 10, 11 weeks. And I was like nauseous at nine, 10 weeks. The throwing up really started hard. Nine weeks, 10 weeks. I threw up so hard once I threw my heart into AFib. Like it was bad, you guys. And like I share that because pregnancy is not always this like glowy, magical thing. Like it was really fun to get ultrasounds and see her and know that she was safe. But I was like an absolute mess. I gained no weight. I like lost weight. And I had to be on all these special medications that were like shots. And it was just, ugh. like thinking about it now, I'm just like, oh, would I want to do it again? It's a lot for me again. And there's things I can do and I'm trying to do to make it easier next time. I have a great team of doctors now. I'm luckily in Boston, which is just like the hub of medicine. And so I feel very lucky and privileged to be here. That said, like it's, I've also been in therapy every week (laughs) during this whole process. So I'm also like getting all the support I possibly can. I will say I did start to feel better at 25, 26 weeks. And I delivered at 37 weeks. Like I said, I delivered, my delivery was fine. Like it was pretty uneventful. It was a surprise. Like we did, I went in for a stress test. They had me stay. And she was just a little bit like when I laid certain ways, like she would lay on her own cord and it would like slow things down. And anyway, that's what we found out later was happening. But of course, they don't know all that when they're monitoring you. So I went in for a simple test on a Monday after we had moved on Friday to our new house that we just bought. So we could bring her home in a few weeks. And she was like, yo, it's time. Let's go. I want to live in my new house. (laughs) Yeah. So that was pretty quick. I would say like labor and delivery is so unique for everyone. Mine actually went pretty well. I don't have a lot of bad things to say about it. I do feel though your recovery after can be so hard. All those memes about how like they send you home like bleeding and swollen and like you can't walk and you're like trying to maybe breastfeed or just keep this new being alive. Like it is a lot. When we actually came home from the hospital, we got to our house and 
somehow, we don't know how, and I like hate, I don't want to blame anyone or anything. Somehow our heat was like off, like the oil burner or whatever, you know, the red, like we have a red switch plate in our house for the oil, for the heat or what, I don't even know what it is, but it's, if that's not on, the heat won't come on. It was November. It was very cold. We came home to a 52 degree house with our tiny baby. She was only four pounds, 11 ounces when she was born. Wait, five pounds. And she was like five pounds and she was was so tiny. She was so tiny. So we're just trying to keep her warm. It was wild. So we figured that out. But like all of that just adds to your stress. I didn't realize how tough recovering would be because even if regardless of how how you choose to feed your baby, which like for me, that was like another whole difficult journey of pumping and trying to breastfeed and it not really going well and calling lactation consultants. And I became an exclusive pumper. I pumped for six months. And then I was like, I'm done. Like It's too much. But the real part about it is like your kid is eating every three hours, three to four hours, like for the first month or two, like, holy moly. Again, they tell you all this. I'm not stupid. We took the classes. We did. I knew what I was signed up for. But when you're actually going through it, like it is so hard. It is so hard. All of the hormones, all of this, not to mention, okay, I did not sleep through the night. Okay. I breath, I pumped for six months. So that got me to when she was like six months old. And here's what I'll tell you is because she was born pretty small and she needed to catch up to her over six feet tall parents and get back on track. She woke up to have a bottle until she was about 16, 17 months old. So she is now 19 months old. I have been sleeping through the night consistently for about two and a half months as I record this, I feel like a different person. I can't believe how much, and granted, she woke up and we would switch off. Like I did not feed her every night. Like my husband and I, we split everything. Like he's been so great and really stepped up to the plate and like really is just on my team. Like I I do have a great supportive husband, but (laughs) waking up at night every other night to feed your baby. And like she would eat and just go right to bed. But still, that's 20 minutes, 30 minutes that you're up after you've been sleeping for three or four or five hours. And then you go back to sleep and you're awake in the morning. And I don't know about you, but as a mom, I can literally feel when she's awake or when she's asleep. I will just know what's going on. And also like I cannot sleep sometimes if she is awake. So yes, it might be my husband's night to go and feed her. I'm still awake though, right? And I had to read to go back to sleep because she would wake up crying. And so that got me upset as it should. I'm her mom, right? So really now she's sleeping consistently 11 to 12 hours through the night. Blessed be like it is, these are the glory days. <laughs> like I am very well rested. I feel like once I hit a month of really sleeping really well through the night, so much change for me mentally, emotionally. Like I was just like, whoa. And like, again, you guys, this was like two months ago, six weeks ago. This was not yesterday. This, and this was not months and months ago. This is like, my kid is, we had her first birthday party through all of this because I wasn't sleeping through the night. It's, 
was really bad for my mental health. Like I definitely experienced postpartum depression, which I am on SSRIs and have been for a long time. I experienced a lot of postpartum anxiety and even some rage, which rage is, that's a tough one to talk about. And I don't know if I can, but it's a lot. It's a lot. And so all of that said, I am still running a business. <laughs> and that business is the backbone of our family. Like this business financially supports our family. My husband does not have a traditional job, like a nine to five job. So in a lot of ways, that's great because he has time to help. He has time to like, he's with her 30 hours a week right now because we don't have, we're not doing daycare yet. She'll start in the fall. We do have a little bit of family help here and there on very specific days, but it was really hard to get help from our, our parents who are older and who we had a winter full of sickness. Everyone was sick constantly. So it's just, we didn't have, we don't really have consistent help. We have each other, just Greg and I, and it does help that he doesn't have a full-time job. What I will say though, is that it is a lot of extra pressure on me to be the person running my business and trying to be a mom and knowing that like, I want to be with her. Like, I love hanging out with Adeline. She is, like I said at the beginning, she is super cool. And even on my hardest days when I didn't feel great, I still, man, I still can't imagine my life without her anymore. That said, I just think in a lot of ways, having a business has really helped me be a mom. Managing everything, like whether it's like nap schedules, food, like bottle choices, toys, clothes, like knowing that she's hitting her milestones, all that stuff. It's actually like really similar to having a business in terms of how quickly things change and pivot and how you have to learn like on the fly. Like I do actually think that being an entrepreneur and having a small business before having a baby did actually set me up for some success in a lot of ways, right? Because there's a lot of stuff going on. It also allowed me to start to be flexible. Like having a business, it forces you to be flexible. Now having a kid on top of it, it's forcing me to be even more flexible. And so I think that's one of the tips I want to give you. First tip out the gate, and I've talked forever just about my own journey, but hopefully it's helped you. I've been through a lot. If you want to send me a private message, feel free. I'm obviously not a therapist, but if you are going through stuff or you do need advice or whatever, I don't know, send me an email. Maybe I can help. I just, it's also hard because like my job is not necessarily talking about my life all the time, right? I'm, I guess I'm an influencer, but I don't use like hashtag infertility or hashtag like new parenting tips. I don't know. I'm just out here doing the best I can. And I think that's how you are too, right? Okay. Let me get into some of these tips because maybe something will help you. I don't know. I think number one, like having a good team around you, if you can, in terms of just like a good primary care or OBGYN, having maybe a good therapist that you can be with, having a good group of friends that even if it's one friend or sister or something, you can just text on those days where you're like, I can't do this. Like, you're going to have those days. Like you just are. And the added pressure of having a business and feeling motivated to work on your business, it's a balance. Like it's hard. So a couple, let me give you a couple ideas. Number one is I think having flexibility in more ways than one is going to serve 
you so much better. So I just need to have flexibility on when I do things. So I have deadlines for sure, but I also, and and I have a daily schedule. We have a weekly schedule for our family where I have like blocks of time where I have set aside to do what I need to do. But I will say a lot of that time is spent working. It's not like me going to get a pedicure. Like I am working. And then in my off time when I'm with Adeline, that's when I like, honestly, like I take her grocery shopping. I take her out. I like, I'm like, we got to go do things. There's things that need to get done or there's things I want to do. And guess what? You're coming. (laughs) She's gotten really flexible and she just comes along with me. And that wasn't easy at first, for sure. Like I was not like that the first couple months. It was also winter the first couple months. We got COVID. It's been tough. But I really need that flexibility to do things when I need to. And sometimes that does mean working later at night or working during nap time. I will say to you, there's these people who are advertising like make six figures during your kid's nap time. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. (laughs) Listen, I think if you had kids and then started a business, I think maybe that's a little different. I actually think it's a little bit harder to have had a business and then have a baby because like your life changes so much and you've gotten so used to like running your business in a certain way. That was, that's been the hardest shift for me. So just having some flexibility with what I do, how I do it. And to be honest with you, one of the things Catherine, you, I'll go back to the thing like specifically you asked about was like, do I feel like it feels like things aren't working for me or my customers and how I run my business? I totally get that. I think there's a lot changing just like in the world with women. I think women are like very stressed out right now. Every woman that I talk to is, I need a change. I need something different. And maybe that means a difference for you. Maybe you look into drop shipping or consignment, or I even think like a lot of boutique owners would do great as like a virtual assistant for another boutique that might be a little bit like ahead of you or things like that, or maybe a little bit bigger. I think there's a lot of opportunity out there for us to pivot and do different things. Do I think that things can go back to the way they always were? No, I don't think so. Because you're just, you're not the same person. Your life isn't the same. There's no way. But do I think you can use what worked before you had a baby and think about how it might work differently now? Do you really have space for it? Do you really have time for it? There are things like, for example, one-on-one consulting. I was doing some one-on-one consulting last year, the year before, the year I was pregnant, I did quite a bit of one-on-one consulting. And I don't feel super compelled to do it right now because I feel like she's my one-on-one project. (laughs) I need time for her. I want to do more groups. I want to get my knowledge to more people however I can instead of being so focused. Now, does that mean I won't ever offer one-on-one? I don't know. Like, again, I think I can pivot. I think one of the I think hardest parts about business is saying, this is how I'm going to do it. And like having to stick to that, like that, no, that doesn't work anymore. I think you have to be willing to like change everything and like be okay with it. I know that sounds crazy, Catherine. I'm like, but the big thing is like when you have a business and you've started one and you grow one and you have so much ability to adjust it 
And I think what you have to do is give yourself the permission to adjust it and pivot and figure things out and also maybe do something else. I had recently someone on a call, one of our group calls, and she's wanted, she was talking to me about selling her business. She's doing great. It's a brick and mortar. She, she has a great clientele, really consistent sales. And I was like, I don't know if you want to sell it. Why don't you just use the money you're making to start another business? Maybe like that one gets run by a manager and you oversee it. But what do you want to do? And she was like, I want to open a nothing bunt cake like this franchise. And I was like, so do it. Like, why not? And again, like, I, I think that as an entrepreneur, like you're allowed to switch businesses. You're allowed to switch ideas. You're allowed to go from being all stuff you've bought to being all drop shipping or doing all consignment or going from women's and being like, you know what? I had a kid and now I want to just do kids clothes or all of it's allowed. So do I think that reaching new milestones in your life, much like my nothing but cake, bunt cake friend for her kids were starting to leave the house. Like their one was gra- is graduating soon and then the next one will be like right after that. So she's thinking about okay, empty nester or my kids don't need me as much. How do I pivot there? Whereas like I'm in a situation where I'm like, I have a kid that needs me a lot, like definitely less. I would say like at, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 months, they like start to need you a little less. Like they can play independently. There's, there are stages where it feels like, oh, it got a little bit easier. Oh God. Even just walking. Once she started walking, it's, oh, okay, I don't have to carry her everywhere. (laughs) Sounds silly, but them being mobile is, a lot of people will complain about it. And I was just like, oh, thank God she has freedom. Like we can put boundaries on it. We can put closed doors, whatever. But like she has some freedom, which that's for me, I want her to have that freedom. So yeah, I do think you have to have the ability to pivot. And you might see me and my business pivot a little bit here and there. And do I think I'll ever leave boutique land completely? No, I don't think so because I love it. Do I think about sometimes like opening a drop shipping boutique? Yeah. Or opening like a gift boutique or consignment or I like keep talking about these ideas for a non-alcoholic bottle shop, brick and mortar. Like I think that would be so cool. And again, like that's starting a new business, it's pivoting, whatever. But I think you have to allow yourself to pivot to what's going to work for you now. Because like you said, what used to work doesn't necessarily work. So what is going to work for you? Maybe it is like a monthly launch that you really focus on that monthly and sell through it. And again, I think you can't go back in full force either because you just don't have the energy. You're just tired. I'm tired. (laughs) Even though I'm not tired, like I'm tired. I'm enthusiastic. I'm enthusiastically exhausted. Maybe that's what we should call this episode. Enthusiastically exhausted. (laughs) That said... I think there's opportunity to look at your business in new ways and see how it's going to fit into your life now because your life is different. And here's the deal. My life will be different in three months again when she starts going to a morning school, preschool thing. It's not preschool, but whatever. She's going to go hang out with other kids for a few hours, a couple days a week. That's what she's going to do. That's going to give me a different like situation, different timing. One of the things that has been really big for me is like trying to figure out hobbies that will be something that feels like self-care. So like, I feel really, I don't know, I'm just not the type of person that I'm going to go get my nails done. I have laid the hammer down and been like, every six to eight weeks, I need to get my roots fixed and my haircut and basic grooming, stuff like that. But I just, 
if I have extra time during the day, I just want to hang out with Adeline. So what are hobbies that I can do with her that fill my cup, but also she can be around for? So like in the in the winter, we did a lot of baking. I put her in her little tower or in her high chair and let her play with measuring cups and we'd make cookies or we'd make brown, whatever. That was good for me because it was a creative process. It was good for her because she got to be included. We've been doing less baking now that it's warm out, but now we've switched over to gardening. So now we go outside, we play in the dirt. Dirt is like her favorite word. She always wants to play in the dirt. And does that mean she eats a lot of dirt? Yes, it does. But again, it fills my cup while she gets to hang out with me. And whether she wants to be included or not, that's okay. She has her slide. She has little toys, whatever. So, you know, I just make sure that we can do it side by side. And if she wants to be included, she can. And I invite her. But if she wants to just toddle around and play with her chalk or whatever, like, again, she is a little bit older than your, I think you said you had a son. Yeah. She's a little bit older than your son. And so, you know, you're going to get there. I also will tell you that as being like a little bit farther ahead than you. It does get a little easier, easier in some ways, but also again, harder in other ways, because now she's also a runner. I'm always like, where are you? So having a hobby that feels like self-care has been crucial for me to just feel like I have something that's mine. And something that's not just like cleaning the house and washing bottles, like that stuff. The amount of times I clean the tray on her high chair. Oh my gosh. Like my husband does help, but it is a lot. I think also one of the things that I'm always thinking about is that I might take a hit with my business. And I have, I will be honest, I have taken a big hit being pregnant and having her. I am down like 25% to what I was before I had a baby, 25% less revenue year yearly for two years straight. It's been a huge impact on me and our financial situation. That said, we've made adjustments in other places because I know that being present with my daughter is something I will never regret. I know that the investment I'm putting into her is just time that I'm not investing into my business. I only have 100% of my day. Like we do only have so many hours as much as we can stretch time and all that stuff. I like to think about the fact that I am investing time, energy, money, resources, me into raising a, a human that has a bright future, has a good day, has enjoys her life, whatever that looks like. I want to set her up for that. And I know that happens in these formative years. And so I am, and Greg, we like, we are willing to take cuts and sacrifice things in certain ways to be there and have more time freedom. So like, I think there, maybe someday I'll be like, I make a million dollars and I work four hours a week, but I'm not there yet. That's not my story. <laughs> I hope that's my journey for sure. But I am... I've been very successful in my business. I still consider myself to be very successful in my business. I also will say that the time and energy I put into my daughter is massive. So I think about that all the time. I will also say I'm very lucky. Greg's essentially a stay-at-home dad. He does have things he works on that's 
Adeline's not his only sort of thing, but he has her for 30 hours a week. So I can have consistent time to work not only in my business, but on my business, because I spend a lot of time on the phone. I spend a lot of time on coaching calls and I've tried to minimize that because I am also in a season where I want to work on my business. I want to work on like business development. Like I'm redoing my website. I'm rethinking some of my products. I'm doing some funnels and some ads and blah, blah, blah. But I have a great partner who takes on a lot of that and takes on like a good amount of the housework and stuff too. That included is we do have someone that mows our lawn and we do have someone that comes and cleans our house once a week. So we just have that reset once a week, which is so nice, especially on those weeks where we were like really struggling when she was younger. That was like just our saving grace was those, our poor housekeepers. They're amazing. And we pay them handsomely because we want them to continue coming back. Again, where you're investing your money and your time, all of that we've had to relook at and say, what's, what do, what's going to work for us? The other big thing, and I would say this gets more intense as you have a toddler and they can move things around or even just a crawler. You have a crawler, they're moving things around. Like our house is just messy. It you can clean all day and it's just messy. I will be like, hey, you know, hand me that thing. And that's not a thing yet when you're 18 months. So it just gets thrown on the floor (laughs) or, oh, I'm playing this with this thing. And I walk into the kitchen with it and I just, oh, I drop it because I get distracted and I pick up another thing. So being someone whose environment is very important to her, I have had to realize that during this season of my life, during this time of my life, my house is just going to be messy. And that's okay. And I've had many friends say to me, Emily, like my 11 year old now asked to clean the house and loves to vacuum. And and so don't worry, you'll get there. And that's okay. There's sometimes we don't clean up after dinner. Sometimes our house is just a complete disaster. I'm like glad we don't have a lot of square footage. Like we don't have a huge house. And I'm grateful for that because like it can only get so messy. So that has been a lot of what I've done is I've just tried to be more relaxed about a lot of things. I've tried to focus on how can I work on my own nervous system so that I can be there as my daughter develops her own nervous system. So what I've learned also is that I think it's harder as they get into this toddler stage because the feelings just do get bigger and the reactions are stronger and being there with them through that and holding space and staying calm myself, that is a practice that I am still very much actively working on. So I do think that being in therapy having lots of conversations and frankly fights like with my husband about things when they come up, dealing with them as they come up, moving through them, coming up with plans that like work for both of us, honor what each other needs to like feel good, all that stuff. Like I I, like I'm sitting here talking about it. Like it's easy. Like we thank God or both have our therapist and that has been a huge help for us. And just talking through things and realizing that part of being 40 years old and having a kid is that you're very stuck in your ways. And as much as we were ready, like you're never ready. You make it work and you hopefully smile and hug and make your way through it. And if you have to put your kid in front of Miss Rachel for an hour so you can sit in the other room and scroll Instagram, do it. 
that's the other thing is like, I just, I've been really giving myself permission to give myself the breaks so I can stay emotionally regulated because the more, the better I feel emotionally and this, trust me, this is like an up and down process all the time. But what I will say is like when I'm well rested, when I am (laughs) deep breathing, when I'm feeling better, I do react better to her. So as things get harder for her, when she's dealing with big feelings, and I think the account on Instagram is called like big feelings or something. There's a lot of great parenting Instagram accounts too, that I look at just for ideas. But I do trust my intuition too, because I know my daughter, I know her, I grew her. Like I know her, I know what's up. And like that connection is like very intuitive for us. That's how she and I are. I can look at her and be like, you're hungry. And she's, yeah. So I, is it hard to have to regulate yourself so that you can help your child learn how to regulate their emotions? Yeah, it's super hard. But what I will say is I think for me, between the like self-care practice of like gardening, baking, I mean, like it can be these little things. Drawing, as she starts to use markers too, she can be involved in that. Having self-care practices allows me space to ground myself and get my nervous system back into a place where I feel good. Now, again, did I just scream at my husband like two hours ago? I Did I wake up early this morning when it was supposed to be my like morning to sleep in a little bit because... Adeline was crying because why was she? I don't even remember. She was hysterically crying for five minutes. And I was like, I'm not sleeping through this. This is crazy. So I got up and was like, what's going on? Can I help? Trying to be helpful. So this episode is getting super long. I feel like I'm flitting and floating between parenting things and trauma and like whatever. Catherine, new moms, moms, all of us dealing with whatever stage of our business we're in, whatever stage of our life we are in, and whatever stage our kids are in, kid or conceiving, wherever we are on this journey, it's hard. I will never diminish another person's experience, good, bad, or otherwise, with building a family, even getting married, even like buying a house, all that stuff. It is hard. And I think that the best thing we can do for ourselves is do what's going to make us feel good, okay? And would I love to go to the spa for a whole day tomorrow? Yeah, that would make me feel really good. (laughs) But that's not realistic at all. What is realistic for me to feel good is to give myself some time outside, uh, make sure that I have my delicious coffee in the morning with my delicious creamer, give myself time to scroll if I need to scroll, give myself time to take a shower, take a bath, maybe put on makeup, dry my hair, ask for help when I need it. All of those things are going to help me regulate myself. And hopefully for you, something similar will happen where as you start to take care of yourself and you start to feel a little bit better, and I don't think it's even like, I don't feel like myself before I had her. Like, do does my energy back? Yeah, for sure. I have a lot more energy than I did like before I 
started all the hormones a long time ago. (laughs) Went through the many year process of conceiving and having a child. Like I think really the first, like from conception to probably two, three, four years old. I think that's super hard. So, you know, it's a multi-year journey. I don't know everything, but what I know for sure works for me is taking care of myself as much as I can, setting boundaries with people and places and things and saying no if I need to on the fly. Like, for example, we were supposed to do a photo shoot for Adeline like a week ago And the time was like really weird. The only time we could get was like after nap. But I was like, I think I can swing it. Like she woke up from nap. Her teeth were killing her. She was crying. She wouldn't get dressed. And we had 30 minutes to get to this thing. Like if it worked, it would have been chef's kiss. Like mom nailed it, but it didn't work. And once I knew like, even if she got dressed this minute, we would still be like pretty late. And I didn't want to be late. I was like, we're calling it like, we're not going. I like texted the photographer who luckily is a friend and maybe I'd feel different, but if it wasn't, or if I would spent more money on it or whatever, but I just texted her and I was like, listen, we're not going to make it. And that was okay. I was like, Adeline needs some space and time. Like she does, who wants to go get your picture taken when you're getting four new teeth? No, thank you. Honoring what she's going through. And of course, there's going to be the times and things that you have to do the things that they don't want to do and they're in a bad mood and whatever. But I really try to manage it the best I can where if it's not unreasonable, like we should do that thing or yes, we need to put on pajamas for bed. This is not unreasonable, even though you're screaming, crying. (laughs) Like that is hard. So anyway, I'm getting like, I'm getting off on tangents. Hopefully this is helpful for you. I do feel like the more sleep I got, the more I took care of myself, the more I set boundaries with time, places, things, even just like being like, this is a sketch. Like we got on the moms on call schedule. My friend Lexi told me about moms on call. I like a lot of their stuff. Really, we took the sleep schedule and like the like a daily schedule for her at each age. I think we must have started around like six months. And we got her on a schedule and she's very routine based. That was a huge help for us because we started to know what to expect, even though getting into that schedule was definitely not smooth. Once we did get into it, our life is completely different. I don't know. I hope these are good tips. I feel like I'm rambling a little bit, but again. Nothing you're going through is abnormal. Don't believe the hype that like postpartum depression, anxiety, rage, any of it only is for a certain amount of weeks. That's absolute medical bull crap. And give yourself space, time and support to heal and recover. Even if that takes you like 18 months, like it has taken me. Like it is, to be honest with you, like I still don't feel amazing. And I don't feel like I have everything under control. And I don't feel like things are perfect. But I feel like I'm doing good work in my business. I feel like I'm moving myself in the right direction. I don't know, things get easier as they get older. They really do. Again, I was like told that a bunch. Didn't believe it till I went through it. But now I'm like a full believer of things can get easier as I get older. And you're going to have new challenges. <laughs> and every kid is different. And every pregnancy is different and all that stuff. So hopefully this is helpful. I don't think there's a perfect solution. I don't 
I've never said that like I believe in balance. Like I don't think that when you have a business, your life is balanced, but I do believe in boundaries. I do believe in routines and schedules. And I do believe in the idea that moms need more support. (laughs) Women need more support. So let's make more money. (laughs) So all of you guys that have this figured out and are making, let's make more money. Let's start advocating for more support for women postpartum wise, like just life wise. We, we are the one that's dealing with the laundry, the schedules, like all of that stuff, plus running a business. It's a lot. Okay. And if it turns out that like you want to close your business for a little bit, that's okay too. Maybe financially right now you can do that. And that's the best course of action for you. It doesn't mean you can't come back to it when you do feel good. You could take a month off. You could take six years off and then come back to it. It doesn't matter. But I think that when you have a kid, everything changes, nothing changes. And... (laughs) really, it's just about figuring out how to flow through your days and flow through your weeks with the least amount of friction and the most amount of forward momentum. Even if it feels like for me, I feel like I take two steps forward and then three steps back. (laughs) But eventually over time, I'm going to get, I'm going to get ahead. And slowly but surely, I do see that happening. So keep moving forward. Keep asking yourself the hard questions of what do I really want to be doing? Knowing what I know now, knowing where I am now in my life, what do I want to be doing? What time do I want to be spending in this place or that place? Those are the big questions to ask and don't feel bad about them at all. You, I think, have gone through a huge milestone and I know that uh, so many people have gone before you and we're all just figuring it out. All right. I think that's enough for me. Send me an email if you want to hear more. Send me an email at hello at stylish and successful if you want to either hear more about this stuff, if it's like interesting to you, or if you just want to send me a private message and say, hey, I'm going through hyperemesis now too. What did you do? Or I'm going through IVF. Like, how did you do it? Or I definitely want to be here for you for your life stuff. And I don't think that this question is like off topic at all. I think it's actually like quite on point. And there's a lot of people, there's a lot of women who are starting families, growing families as they have their business. And it is not easy, but it is possible. And sometimes it might look a little bit wild and different and not like you expected, but hopefully everything's okay. And hopefully you have time and space to really enjoy this being you have welcomed into your life because that is still, I will always smile when I think about how happy my, my baby makes me like, she just, she's great. I love her. It's the best thing we ever did. And it's the hardest thing we've ever done. (laughs) So that's all I have to say. Hopefully this helps Catherine and some other of you who are in a similar situation, but That's my story and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) Uh, So I'll see you guys on the next podcast. Here's to having lots of kids and making lots of money. (laughs) All right, bye.